Welcome to Cairo Feast, where we are serving up big helpings of wisdom in the successful practice of chiropractic, the world of entrepreneurialism, and extra servings of mentorship to navigate this wonderful experience we call life. My name is Dr. Jeff Danielson. I've built, bought, and sold many chiropractic practices and currently own 19 limited liability corporations. I love the entrepreneurial spirit, and I pay it forward through a company called Big Fish Enterprises. I coach and mentor business owners so they don't repeat the mistakes that I made in my career. Every week, we cover a topic that will help make you a better leader and a better entrepreneur. Or maybe it's just going to be a topic that helps you become a better person. You'll want to share these episodes because in life, it is always better to pay it forward. And now, let's get into today's topic. Come and get it! Cairo Feast is online and I hope you're hungry today because I've got a nugget for you. I've got a little bit of juiciness. We're going to talk today about something that was one of the biggest mistakes that businesses make when they want to focus on what's most important and who specifically is the most important person in your business. And what you hear everybody say, in fact, there's books and books. There's a whole freaking library of books that say customer. The customer is number one. The customer is always right. Tell me you haven't heard that. No, of course not. You've all heard that. You've all heard that the customer is always right. And you need to make sure that the customer just knows that they're number one. Blah, 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 vomit. Okay? You can eat that nugget until you're sick because that ain't true. So let me tell you who the number one person is in your business. The number one person is your staff person. It's your employee. It's the people that are leading the charge. It's the people that are representing who you are and what you do and what you offer and what your mission is. These people that are on the front lines, your staff, your, your colleagues, your teammates, the people that share your mission and share your vision, these people are number one. Taking care of these people is the number one thing that you can do. Well, why the heck would we ignore the customer? Why would we put our staff above our customers, our clients? In a clinic, that would be your patients. Why would I put my my front desk staff above my patients? Well, let me tell you why. Because the stronger you can help your staff to be by lifting them up, by encouraging them, by building them, by training them, by letting them know that you care about them, that you love them, and it needs to be authentic. I mean, if you take this information that you're getting today and you don't believe it and you don't own it in your heart, then you're making a huge mistake and you're probably never going to learn this lesson and, and your business will always stay mediocre. But if you truly love your patients in your community, then you need to truly love your staff the most. Truly appreciate your staff the most. And here's why. Because the stronger your staff is, 
the more they um, buy into your mission and the mission of your company, the more they are a warrior with you, the more your customers, your patients will be number one. So by putting your staff first, you're actually making your patients feel like they're number one because your staff is going to pour into and love on your customers and your patients so strongly and so well and so enthusiastically that your, your patients are going to feel like they're number one, okay? So how do we do that? How, how, how do we make that uh, come to fruition? You know, we can, we can say that, you know, love your staff, you know, and make sure that they feel like they're part of the team and blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we can say that until we're blue in the face, but how do you actually do it? How can you actually put boots on the ground and put a, a procedure behind this? And anything good that can happen in your clinic, you need to proceduralize. You can't just hope that it happens. Proceduralize it. So let me give you a few ways that you can do that. Number one, personally compliment one staff member every day. Now, you may have a clinic where you've got two staff members. Well, okay. Then every other day, you're going to compliment one of them. All right? So you don't have to have 20 people in your clinic on your team or 45 people on your team in order to, to do this. Compliment an honest, authentic, genuine compliment about something that your staff person does or says or something they do really well. Believe me, if, if they're working for you, they better be doing something right. So compliment them on it so they do it more. You know, don't just think that they know that they do a good job. Actually tell them. Actually let them know. And sometimes you don't always have access to them personally. Anytime you do have access to them personally so you can look them in the eye, maybe shake their hand, um, you know, so that they can see and feel your personal connection to them and why you appreciate them. Anytime you have that opportunity, take take advantage of that opportunity. But not always do you have that opportunity. Um, and, and you can do it via text. You can do it via email. You can do it in, in, in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, write a personal thank you card if you need to. Some, but, but somehow do it. But when you have the opportunity to look them in the eye, man, there's nothing more powerful than uh, being eye to eye with somebody and then uh, touch them, shake their hand, put your hand on their shoulder, something to, to say thank you, okay? And acknowledge them for something that they do amazingly. And, and you know what? Sometimes it can be something really simple and easy too. Sometimes, sometimes it can just be, you know, I always feel underdressed around you. You always look so sharp. Thanks for showing up big and looking great every day. Something like that can go a long ways. If it's true, right? Don't say that to somebody that doesn't do that. It needs to be genuine. It needs to be authentic. Number two is acknowledge a staff member in front of others. Man, it's one thing to personally pull someone aside and, and, and do something like that privately because that's very personal. But it's another thing to acknowledge a staff member when, when they're in front of other people, sometimes um, in front of their spouse, sometimes 
in front of another colleague. Uh, it might be somebody that they lead. Um, it might be somebody that, um, uh, that, that just does the job with them. You know, uh, so when, when you acknowledge somebody in front of other people, boy, that makes you feel good. And we actually implemented uh, this in our, in our clinic meetings on, on Mondays, in our staff meetings. We actually have a moment and we actually have a person that is in charge of organizing every week. We do a staff impact, okay, where somebody in the office actually says something that they really appreciate about another staff member and they give an example of why. So when they see somebody doing something great in the office, they actually acknowledge that person in front of everybody else. And that is a part of our staff meeting every single Monday, every Monday. And, you know, there are dozens of examples that happen every week. And so it's kind of hard, but we we pick one, you know, and it's uh, this person that we have in charge of this part of our staff meeting uh, is in charge of finding, you know, the one that we want to acknowledge that week. And so we make it a part of our, our ritual, part of our uh, procedure every single week. Okay? Now, let's go with the next one here. Look for opportunities to advance personnel. Okay? So if you want to make your staff number one, well, then pay attention to the fact that you need to find ways to advance them. Advance them as a human being, advance them in their career, okay? And now there's lots of ways to do this, okay? So uh, hear me now because the most common thing that, that a, an owner of a business thinks or a business leader is, is, oh, well, I just need to give them a raise. I just need to pay them more. No, 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 no. Here's what you need to do. Identify the role that they're doing and see if there's a new role that you can give them to help advance them, to help them learn something new. Give them a new responsibility within your clinic or within your business. Give them something more to do that they will see and feel and know is a pat on the back saying, we see you've mastered this and this. Let's see what you can do with this and give them something new to do. Sometimes it's a title. Now, I want you to be real careful here, and there's very good reason why I'm going to uh, put this little disclaimer here. Be a little bit careful with titles and make sure that people understand that when you advance them to a new position and you give it a title, that sometimes there are expectations that people have when they are given that new title. I've learned in the past that when I gave somebody the front desk manager position, that they automatically went online to Google and they Googled clinic managers and saw what clinic managers make for income and walked into my office and demanded a raise to be consummate with what every other clinical manager makes in the area. And that's just dumb. That's just stupid because every clinic is different. You know, I'm not going to be able to pay somebody the same as somebody with Park Nicollet or Tria Orthopedic and they have clinic managers or office managers and I can't I can't pay them what those larger organizations are paying their managers but some people have this thought in their head that they can just go online and instantly because they have 
the word manager after their name, that they're going to be able to make a certain level of pay. So be careful with that, okay? Because that that's real. That happens. Um, the next thing here. Also know that benefits. You know, if you're able to give different benefits to people, that makes a that makes a big deal. So that's an opportunity that you can use to advance somebody by giving them a, a, a new benefit, whether it be having a simple plan, a simple IRA program in your office, or uh, you know, if you have massage therapy in your in your clinic and you want to offer free massage to staff, or if you don't offer free massage to staff, maybe you can offer a free gift certificate for a massage uh, to someone, and that's a really nice benefit to have. Of course, pay is something that you can do, okay? But don't make it your focus because you're not always in a position to be able to do that. You do have the opportunity, however. You are in charge of the culture of your office. You are in charge of developing the culture that you want in the office. And uh, to really make your staff feel awesome, develop a culture that they want to be in a culture that they want to participate in, that they're proud to be a part of your team because the culture's so awesome and the belief system is great and the core values are awesome and the mission is awesome. You know, uh, recently we decided to allow uh, staff members to, to bring their dog to the office. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that every office should have dogs running around, but for a few of our staff members, it meant the world to be able to have their puppy with them in their office. Now we don't have dogs running around our adjusting area so that our patients are, you know, tripping over, you know, uh, puppies and stepping in dog poop. No, that doesn't happen in our office. But in our private areas where uh, we have our staff, where no patients are allowed, we have uh, puppies and dogs. And you should see the joy that is brought to our office by these silly dogs running around. It's just, it's enjoyable. And that's part of our culture. And that means something so much more than an extra 50 cents an hour or a dollar an hour. It's just uh, a place what, that you can enjoy and, and, uh, and live life to a little bit better degree is a big deal. Number four here um, in, in uh, making sure that your staff feels like they're number one is to have their back. Man, don't underestimate how big a deal this is that you have their back. So when when there's a, a misunderstanding between a patient and your staff member, okay, and it doesn't mean that your staff member is always going to be right or perfect, but to have their back anyways and take care of the customer while acknowledging how hard your staff is working because your staff is not out there trying to make enemies with people and they're not trying to make mistakes. But to have the back of your staff member, man, that is such a huge thing to know that you're not going to be thrown under the bus if you make a mistake or thrown under the bus when there's a misunderstanding that, that you know, it, there's nothing worse than having a leader always take the side of a client or a patient no matter, even if they're wrong, there's nothing worse for a staff member to feel that burn, to feel that they've been thrown under the bus just because they didn't want to make the patient feel bad so that they would continue their care plan or continue to make payments or what have you. 
Now, don't be worried about that. Just have, the, have your staff members back. Support them and love them and make sure that they know that you're with them. Number five here is allow people to have their personal workspace and actually put some money into it. I found that when I actually spent money to make the workspace of our staff nicer, better, um, we've got more ergonomic stations. We've got uh, just little benefits, uh, standing stations, uh, sitting stations, you know, better equipment, better, you know, better product, um, nicer, cleaner, allow people to um, kind of make it their own. Man, allowing that versus being rigid about what people can have at their workstation or being cheap and having ripped up chairs and you know chairs that don't work and computers that don't work and stuff like that. Man, if you want to make your staff feel pretty belittled, give them a crappy workspace to, to work in. You know, So know that number five is a big deal, um, that the personal workspace that people have is really going to make people feel good about working um, in your business. Number six, you know, it sounds weird to say this, but, you know, uh, have a name tag. Have a nice uniform or give give your staff work gear. And when I say that, it doesn't mean, you know, just like jackets or, you know, nice shirts that are embroidered and things like that. But it might be a mug with the name of your business on it. Or uh, a number of years ago, we, we gave wine holders uh, that were that had the name of our company on it or a cutting board that they could have at their home with the name of your company on it. Uh, anything that identifies your company that that um, that people can have, that they can have out that says they're proud to be a part of this company, proud enough to emblazon it on, on, your, sh- on your shirt, uh, on your sleeve, on your back, you know, uh, T-shirts, uh, cups, you know, things like that. Um, invest in some of that because when people are bought into what you're doing, they do want to shout it from the rooftops. They do want to talk to uh, other people about where they work and, and why they why they still work, you know, for you and, and with you. Number seven is allow people, give your staff an opportunity to lead. Now, be a little careful here. I I always think that people, you know, want these opportunities to like give a speech in front of everybody or give a presentation, but they don't always want that. In fact, you're only going to make them want to jump off a cliff if you, uh, you know, force them to speak in front of everybody. Um, But there are some people that would be fine with running a meeting. So give them an opportunity to run the meeting instead of just participating by, you know, being present, allow them to run the whole meeting or maybe just give them a part of the meeting that they can lead. Uh, you know, like I just mentioned earlier, we have this uh, time um, set aside to do uh, a staff impact where we talk about what some staff member has done. I have somebody in charge of that and that's their opportunity to lead. We also have somebody in charge of uh, patient impact and they get to talk about the great thing that is happening to a certain patient in our office, the great results that are happening. And so somebody's in charge of that portion as well. And so they have opportunity to lead with that. Sometimes it's just being able to share their ideas. Okay, they just want to they just want to know that that what they're thinking is worthy of being thought about and is being listened to. People just want to be heard. So allowing people to share ideas with you. Um, it can even come in an email. Um, they just want to know that that what they think counts. So give opportunity for people to share ideas. 
Um, and sometimes when you implement an idea that they have, oh my goodness, you just made their year because you implemented something that they thought was important and it was their idea. That's a big deal. And how about this? Every one of your staff cares about some kind of a cause, you know, whether it's um, adopting uh, puppies or whether it's um, a clothing drive. Um, uh, right now in our clinic, we're doing a book drive. One of our uh, people really cares about literacy. And so we're uh, not everybody can go and buy new books. So we're doing a book drive and we're sharing with this company that gets books to kids. And so raising money for a cause in your office that your staff care about is a big deal. This, uh, one of the things that we've done for years is uh, Feed My Starving Children. We, we support that organization because a couple of our staff members really love that organization. And so we've been supporting that organization and that goes a long ways to allowing that staff uh, member or those staff members to feel like we care about some of the things that they care about. So these are important things that can be done in your business and in your clinic that really make your staff know that they are important and they are the most important because they are. And when they are important and when they are the most important, they will pay it forward. They will move it right directly into your clients, your patients, the people that you're serving, your community. And those people will respond. Your patients will love you. They'll refer you more people when your staff feels like they're loved. So this is it today. This is what you need to do to pay it forward to your communities. And I just ask that you come hungry. Next time, uh, come hungry. You're going to get some nuggets. You're going to get some good little pieces of food that you can share with others. So make sure you turn around and share this information. Make sure that you are uh, uh, sharing this podcast, make sure you rate this podcast so that this podcast can get to more people as we uh, look to, to focus and to keep paying it forward. Thanks for being here. Cairo, Cairo. Cairo.